Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Well, I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. This is where you're allowed to get gritty and tell us about all of the things you're up to. Also reminding us to give you the grace that you know you deserve and need in order to get to that next level in your life but also celebrating the glitz. And when I say glitz, it doesn't have to be the big glitzy things in life that we all think of like the massification or the brand new car. It's the little things that we're accomplishing every single day in our lives. And I am so excited today to have someone on this show who exemplifies grit, grace, and glitz in so many aspects of her life. I met this woman and from the minute I met her, I said, I want to be friends with this woman because she is up to so many phenomenal things. And I cannot wait for you to hear from her today. Kim Brylin is a business growth strategist. She is an expert at helping entrepreneurs around the world become even more successful um, and helping them run their business is absolutely in a sustainable way without losing the absolute best version of themselves. Not an easy seesaw to balance. She works with driven entrepreneurs and she wants to make six and seven figure leaps in their businesses through her systems, her strategies, how to build a better team, accomplishing astronomical financial goals, avoiding the burnout, and yet creating personal professional legacy that they can leave. She truly believes that everyone can create their own path to success by following this path, aligning with people like Kim, and just growing to the best versions of themselves. Kim, I literally need to take a deep breath with everything that you do. <laughs> Welcome to Great Grace and Glitz. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored by that beautiful intro. Thank you. This is amazing. I appreciate being here. I love your energy, your intelligence. So of course, I was honored to be asked to be here today. Thank you. And, you know, it's so beautiful because, you know, like I said, Kim and I didn't even meet that long ago. And the beautiful part is, is we've already been networking with each other, connecting people with each other. And it's just Mm -hmm. great when you find that alignment with other people. And I want to remind anyone who's on this call, whether you're a new entrepreneur, you're not an entrepreneur, you're, you know, doing something completely different, doesn't matter. The Mm -hmm. alignment with people and like like-minded people with really positive and great energy just really can catapult your life into so many phenomenal directions. Mm -hmm. So my first question for you, Kim, is what is something everyone in your industry should stop or start doing? That's a good question. I, I would have to say they have to stop looking at what others are doing. I think that it's really common to kind of be, not that you shouldn't check out the competition and things like that, but I think what happens is 
when we start to look at what other people in our industry are doing, we then kind of lose ourselves, right? And so one of the the most important things that I work on with people is understanding the timeless strategies and systems and how to combine that with the latest in market trends, you know, especially the you know digital marketing things like that. And then really stepping into their version of their personal brand because that is literally whether you are a corporate executive, a CEO or, you know, a hybrid where you're maybe growing a side hustle and working a full-time corporate job, the most important thing to do for any part of your career is to establish that personal brand. And I see I think I see too many people kind of looking left and right and kind of copying a little bit of what other people are doing and I don't mean from like a like a plagiarism way. I mean from a styling or from a, a like a you know content ideas and things like that. It's like just be you. Find your track, find your lane, stick to it and be confident and energetic in it and you're going to attract the right people into your life. Oh, bam. I mean, and it's so true. And it sounds so much easier said than done, right? Because we are by nature, we do compare. And especially in a world that's filled with so much social media and so many things running in front of our face and so many people like, what are the Joneses doing? And what are the Smiths doing? It's hard to stay in your lane and to stay Mm -hmm. authentic and true to yourself. Mm -hmm. But I even see your own brand, right? Like, you know, and, um, you know, you and I even had a conversation about that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Just about, you know, when someone says something to you like, hey, you're too much or hey, you're this or hey, you're that like, yes, I am that. And you know what? That makes me uniquely me. Because imagine if there were, you know, 100 Kims running around or 100 Erica's my husband, my poor husband would probably go crazy. Right. <laughs> like we don't yeah. we, we have to stay true to ourselves. And how yeah. are people going to remember you? And how do you want to be remembered? And you bring up something with like your whole business strategy about legacy. Like at yeah. the end of the day, like not that I want to make this morbid, but how do you want people to remember you. Yeah. No, right? that's it. And you know what? You know what? You don't have to make it morbid. What I do, great advice I got is to create the North Star and to follow it. And so what 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 I loved, and I did this a while back, and I now look at it every single day. What do you want to be known for when you're 90? Okay. That was a question asked of me. I I sat down weeks ago and I figured it out. I came up with 15 things. And now when I I look at that, and yes, my business is part of that, like that is one of the 15, but there's so much more to Kim Braylon than that. And that post resonated with so many people. And I don't do it for the attention. I do it because you, if you're building a personal and professional legacy, again, whether you are a corporate executive or you are a business owner, you must, you must define for yourself and stay true to who you are. And, and doing that, you know, figuring out what you want to be known for when you're 90. Like if somebody who knew you came up and said, Erica, or, or asked the question, what is Erica known for? They should be able to list all these phenomenal things about you. And yes, some of it is she was a high level corporate executive. Yes, she was a TEDx speaker. Yes, she was, you know, a, a wellness entrepreneur. But what else? Those are huge things. But she loved to work out every day. She got up at 345. She loved her and passionately spent time with her favorite, you know, her kids, her husband, like all the things, right? It, that's right. what personal brand is. And when you are true to yourself, you stand out in a way that is not pompous or arrogant or, you know, um, 
me, me, me. It's, it's about just being you and confidently owning whoever you are. Like you shared with me, like, oh, well, you know, I'm a lot. Well, I tend to be told I'm not enough because I'm introverted and I'm quiet. And, you know, and I like, you know, deeper conversations. I'm not going to change myself just like you're not going to change you. No, nope. that to me is where the grace comes from, right? Like, yes. The, and the glitz, like that's where when you like, I'm, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a little bit of my age too, but like, I just respectfully don't care if I'm not for you. I respectfully, <laughs> uh, you know, like you can't be for everybody, but I, I think it's a relief and it's, um, it's what I help my clients do. Right. It's, it's about really owning who you are and defining your personal version, you know, of success, carving your path. And, and we can do that in many different ways. There's no one size fits all. Right. And I think that's the number one thing I'm seeing in the industry is like people are trying to be something they're not. And then right. that and it makes- sounds like with your coaching, you're also helping people really identify what that is. Like some people yeah. that may feel like, hey, I don't know exactly what that niche or that brand is. And it evolves, right? It, we well, change. Yeah. Right. Yes. Just like they say, and again, I don't know all the statistics about it, but like yeah. people like their appetites or their, 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 you know, um, I don't know, their sensitivities to things change every oh, seven right. years. Right. Yes. 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 Change your body all changes. The t- yeah. Yep. Right. Like we're yeah. not like a chameleon. We're not just going to adapt to the environment that we're always like, there's always going to be different things and different circumstances. And quite frankly, some life changes yeah. that could change who you are. So it's yeah. like, I know you do a lot of, and with what you do being a growth strategist, right. Mm -hmm. With, when it comes to business, Mm -hmm. you need to have those one-on-one, like real deep connections with people. And I value that so much like about who you are. And like, again, remembering, like we all fit different identities like that, but they need to feel right to us because we're never going to grow personally if we're trying to conform or be that chameleon for someone else. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to switch it on a lighter note here. Okay. So what is one of your most embarrassing moments? Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I had to think about this one and you're going to laugh because to somebody else, it's probably not that embarrassing, but for me, it was awful just being introverted. Um, so I have a habit of showing up places in two different shoes. It didn't happen once. It's happened like more than one time. And I I can't even explain. So the first time it happened, I was on the crew team in college and I got, I'm not a morning person. I want to be desperately. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but well, crew gets up super early. Like I had to be down at the boathouse, I think at like 5.30 AM or something like that. And so um, maybe earlier. And I got there one morning and I, it's dark. It was dark, you know, getting down to the river and everything. And I get into the boathouse and I'm like half asleep and everybody's laughing. And I absolutely no idea what they're laughing about. And I, and then finally, like, you know, my friend was like, Tim, like you have two different sneakers on. And then fast forward, like five years, six years, I'm working at Princeton university and I'm sitting in my you know office and there's a new girl that starts. And I, once again, had showed up to work in two different shoes it was a navy blue and a black pair. You know, when you like love a pair of shoes yes. and you just like buy it in every color. So, and those were the days where like, we were still very formal and I was wearing right, you know, right. black or navy suits every day and whatever. And um, yeah, I had put the same, like I had the same pair of shoes and I had one black and one navy. And that was that girl's first impression. Like fast forward, we became like really good friends, but she thought I was a complete flake that day. 
And I don't know what it is because I am not a flake and I'm super like buttoned up and on top of my game. But when it comes to shoes, I don't know what it is. That is hysterical. And I will tell you, I actually shared a similar story. I'm going to go back and find the post that I did of it. But I actually, not only did I wear two different shoes, like color, they were actually, they were both black, but they were complete. One was a heel and one was a wedge. I walked around the, the all day long with both of them on. You'd think that I would have felt the difference. no. (laughs) <laughs> I remember like I had two, you know, really young kids at the time. And I remember it was the end of the day. It was like my last meeting of the day, like a three or four o'clock meeting. Someone looked at me. They're like, do you know you have two different shoes on? And I <laughs> lost my shit. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, have I been wearing this all day? And I feel like the same way. I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty well put together most of the time. And I was like, what the heck happened to me that day? Yeah. But it ended up, it's been now a story that we tell time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I try not to tell mine, but it comes up. (laughs) But you know what? Telling that story is being real, right? Like people want to work with people that are like, we all make mistakes. We all have bloopers. We all have mess ups. Like what is one, like the favorite part of like the credits, like at the end of a movie is when they show the bloopers, you want to stay and watch them. You're like, this is real. Like, Julia yeah. Roberts doesn't always look always put together, right? right? Like, right, right. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, our, it's the best part of the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd rather watch that at the beginning, right? To be yeah. like, okay, listen, they're validating themselves. They're telling me that look, I like anyone can do this. Yeah. Okay. So my, my other question to you is you've had such an amazing career journey. You've like traveled, you've traversed, you've gone up, you've gone forward, you've pushed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've fallen backwards. You've fallen oh. forward, like all yeah. of all of the one wonderful things that you've done. Um, and I loved what you said yesterday. I said, fail for, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about like how you capitalized on that. Um, yeah. but tell me a little bit about like your career path and how that, how that has fallen. And, you know, I'm sure the the listeners are just dying to hear a little bit. Yeah. About well, it's, it was a windy journey. So if there's one thing I can share about failing forward is I think I said to you, you never fail, you either win or you learn. And we build on those lessons and we, we redefine ourselves. Like you also said earlier in this, in this conversation. And I think, you know, don't ever think that whatever it is you want, that you can't have it because there's always a way. And sometimes I don't think we have to have everything defined necessarily. Like when I started my career after college, I was going to be this like, you know, six figure corner office PR girl. And I started on that route. I was a, I worked for a Ivy league university and I did events for 20,000 people. It was the most fabulous job ever. I enjoyed every single second of it, but I have a husband who works in New York city. And I thought, Oh, I want kids. Somebody has to be home. I have to, I basically was like, I I'll, I'll transition into teaching. So I would walk down the street on my lunch break to get my, um, my, what are they called? Like the, um, the observation hours I'd observe, yeah, other yeah. Teachers, right. So I'm working my, my, my Ivy league job and I'm, um, you know, going to school on weekends and I'm, you know, walking down on my lunch break to go observe students. And it was a wild time. And I, I taught for a number of years and, and I have to say, I always, I loved my students. I've seen, I was told I was a well-respected teacher, but it just never felt like that was my path. It never felt like my forever path. And I, I think, you know, I come from a family of teachers. I think it's one of the most 
re, you know, remarkable and needed and, mm. and just love, you know, just amazing humans that are teachers, but it just wasn't for me. And especially when my son, one of my three kids started struggling in school and he has severe dyslexia, I found it was very hard to keep up with being a teacher and also taking care, taking care of his needs. Yeah. And so I actually, after my third, I stopped, I stopped teaching for a while and, um, well forever. And, um, I ended up getting a job, a, a woman I went to high school with hired me at first part-time to be a social media manager because I had that educational background and she had an educational startup. And so she hired me to be like, do her social media, but I very quickly ended up growing into so many other roles within the company. By the time I left, they were introducing me at meetings as the CMO and it, it taught me so much. It taught me so much about business, sales, user experience, customer journey, pricing an offer. I ended up redoing their entire website and it was just the most magical experience. I loved every second of it. And so I decided to go back to become a certified coach and start my own business thinking I wanted to go like the life coaching route. Um, but I ended up attracting clients who were entrepreneurs. And I found that my, my skill was being able to help them get better strategy and systems because then they had that better work-life synergy. And so I wasn't like, I was helping them with their life, but it was more about getting them into a business, you know, system or track that made them feel more, you know, regrouped and, you know, just better energy and better focus and all those kind of things. And so I decided to, you know, what they say, like niche down and get very focused on helping people establish that very important foundation that so many business owners, they, it's not that they don't want to establish it. It's that they, they're wearing so many hats. It's hard to take a step back and see what's needed. We all need it. I have a business coach. I have, you know, a mentor. And so I think it's always important to have like an external pair of eyes being able to support you, not just hold you accountable, but like really help you strategize. Because like you said, at the beginning of this conversation, everybody wants things to happen overnight. It doesn't. The successful, most wonderful businesses and business owners, they have failed, for, like you said, failed forward, yep. learned from mistakes, iterated, reevaluated. It's constant. There's no end point. It's no. just learning to get better and faster and serve from, you know, I predominantly work, I have a couple of like brick and mortar type clients, but predominantly I work with service-based. And so it doesn't matter what you are. The point is when you authentically believe in what you're doing, you're, you literally attract your clients. You literally attract the right people and, and people like going back to that, to what we talked about, about, you know, what you, how you show up on, on social media, how I show up. It's like, that is your personal brand. That is what attracts people to you. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner, you could be a corporate executive looking for career transition or career growth. You still need to build a personal relationship. You know what I mean? Like you're looking for another partner, like, you know, whatever Whatever. friendships, right? Yes. Yes. Like there's a lot of people at the gym that I probably annoy when I walk in at 440, you know, well, I would say like 459 and I'm like, well, time to do a workout. And people are probably like, oh my God, that girl is so darn annoying. (laughs) And there's other people that get motivated from it, right? Like you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. No, no, I know. No. And that's be you. That's what we say, right? Like be you. Absolutely. Keep, I keep love it. I love it. Okay. Last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I could talk to you forever. <laughs> what if tomorrow in your mailbox, $25,000 showed up and they said oh. you had to invest it mm-hmm. into your business? Where would you invest it? And what would you do with it? I love this question. When I got, when I, when you told me this is the question you like to ask, I was like, yes, I'm here for it. So my number one thing is to grow my business 
large enough that my, my main goal is being able to start a nonprofit. So everything I do with my business is, is about being able to get to a financial level of freedom so that I can actually start to put my time and energy into what is personal for me. My son had a, a just, I could cry just now talking about it. He had such a difficult journey. We're still not completely out of it. I know he's going to be fine. We were able to get him exactly what he needed um, and needs, but not everybody is that fortunate. And so I really, really feel very passionately about not just supporting parents who are navigating that process, but being able to uh, go down to DC and have conversations with the politicians and really start to get educational legislation like and uh, at the forefront of our country. And, you know, so I know 25K is, you know, um, a lot of money to people. I would absolutely take that and put that into my business so that I can hire a team and reach more people and really create that ripple effect that I'm desperate to to it to have. Yeah. And at the yeah. end of the day, it's such a be- beautiful like reciprocation. Like you love your business and what you do, but at the same point, we all have this these bigger passions to fuel. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. will be like, oh, it's all about the money. Well, it's all about the money to fuel all these other passion projects, right? To go out and serve, mm-hmm. to yes. give back more, to be able to, you know, serve with, I always love the term, serve with reckless abandon, right? Like to right. be able to just go out and be like, because of this, right? Money doesn't have to be an evil, right? Like it doesn't need to be looked at it. It can be looked at in such a beautiful way of like, hey, what else could it do? And by you starting this nonprofit, what could that do for five or six other families or 10 or 50 or 5,000, right? Like the ripple impact that you can have. And at the end of the day, when we go back to what your business is based upon and what, you know, I know both of our dreams is for, especially for our kids, is that legacy, the yes. end of the day, like what you yes. really want to be remembered for, is it just being a mom? Is it just being a wife? Is it just being a business owner? Or is it, hey, listen, I remember, you know, her starting this, like having such a passion mm-hmm. and your son, like talking about you, you know, mm-hmm. decades and decades, you know, to come yeah. because of that. That's what know? I hope. That's what I hope. And that, and it's really not about me. I hate being the center of attention. I absolutely hate it, but I it brings me an intense joy to know that people, you know, that fear or pain or frustration or what, whatever word you want to use is a little alleviated. Yes. That's me the greatest joy. And so um, to know that I could be the catalyst for that, for other people, it, that's what, to me, it's, it's all about. And at the end of the day, that's what life's all about, right? Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're only here for a finite amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. At yeah. some point we're, I mean, it's inevitable, right? Like, it you is, know, they yeah. say the two things, right? We're going to, we're always going to all have to pay taxes and we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, it's going to happen. So yeah. let's not try to be scared of it. Let's try to say, Hey, what's everything that we can do to live life to its fullest and to leave the legacy that we want to leave? Your legacy is going to be very different than mine and versus is your son or my daughter's like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if we're all leaving, you know, just a little bit better, we're all working on that little bit, those little yeah. steps, it's just incredible, you know, what we can do, uh, you know, as a, as a grander population. Yeah, absolutely. So. I couldn't agree more. Well, listen, I mean, we talked about grit. We talked about grace. We talked about glitz and we talked about a lot of other G things in between, like everything from greatness to goodness to, you know, glory and, 
uh, everything else in between. And I just want to thank you so much, Kim, because you just bring such a positive energy, just what you've done, where you've gone, your trials, your tribulations, your triumphs, your journey, um, just is really resonates. I'm sure with so many of our listeners and you truly identify with the exact people that I love to attract into my world that are, you know, go after and be super gritty. They give themselves the grace, but they also celebrate the glitz and all the good things going on in life because that's what it's really all about. So with that being said, thank you so much for joining us today from grit, grace, and glitz. Thank you guys. Make sure you tag someone else. Send this to someone else who needs to hear about Kim. If you're looking for a phenomenal business growth strategist, she is dynamic. Her, you know, follow her on LinkedIn or other social platforms that will be in the show notes. And uh, with that being said, have a great day. Signing off from Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.